I V M. With the ever increasing cost of living and rising inflation, have you considered the value of hundred rupees? Shopping, eating out, cab fare, and all those may seem a little tight in just hundred rupees. But there is one place where your hundred rupees can make a huge difference: Paytm money. Yes, here you can start investing in mutual funds with an SIP of as little as rupees hundred. SIP, that's Systematic Investment Plan, helps you to get into the habit of investing in a systematic and disciplined manner. With each SIP, you get one step closer to your financial goals. Whether you are a first-time investor or an experienced one, SIP can be a great way to invest. So why delay in putting that hundred rupees to its best use ever? Download the Paytm Money app today and start investing in mutual funds with as low as rupees hundred today. Folks, welcome to Paisa Paisa. I'm your host Anupam Gupta, B50 on Twitter, and my guest today is Sostav Chakravarti, founder and CEO at Capital. So, sir, welcome to Paisa Paisa. Thank you so much for taking time for our listeners. I would have loved to have you in the Bombay studio out here, but as you know, we are doing this on uh, online <laughs> this time around. We, we are we are using Zencaster. And so, sir, I think you are based in Bangalore, right? That's right. Thank you, Anuman, for having me on the show. Fantastic. Let's start from there. Yeah? You know, where uh, what's your background? Uh, what have you done? And how did you come to start Capital Quotient? Because Good Lord, I've had so many fintech startups from Bangalore. So tell me your story. True. Uh, so I've been in banking and wealth management for about uh, a decade, uh, more than a decade, in fact. And uh, what I found uh, throughout my entire experience is that we always used to focus on very, very niche clientele, people who have a lot of money and they wanted to earn more. Um, but we've also seen the other side of the equation where uh, a lot of clients were disenchanted with the kind of services they were getting from their bank managers. You know, they would only, you know, talk only very specific products. Not all of them were aligned to their objectives. So the reason I started Capital Quotient back with a couple of other uh, folks that I met uh, while consulting with other startups was basically to address that problem. Um, so we, early on, we took a, a investment advisory license from SEBI. So that we remain on point, we talk to clients about their requirements. We don't go there, go to them with an agenda for you know selling any particular product. So we wanted to completely look at a very unbiased uh, way of advisory, and uh, that's that's basically the driving force behind why we started Capital Quotient. Fantastic! You know, when I had a look at your website, I like the fact that you've got these nice categories out here. There's like one for salaried employees, one for women, one for business owners, senior citizens, doctors. It's a very, you know, uh, it's a very specific approach. Now, you know, since you, since Capital Quotient is a semi-registered investment advisor, that's the RIA model. So I'm guessing that your target segment would typically be. Uh, the middle class, upper middle class, HNI, since, and I assume here that you charge fees, you know, so when you have a fee model, you have people who would be able to afford you the fees. So we're going to talk about that. But for now, for this first part, I want to talk about, you know, the standout product that I saw that you have, which is a Sipli, and we'll come to that later, which is actually focused towards the blue collar and the low income segment. So I know that you started, you know, your RA service focused on one segment of the market and that is also there on on your website mm-hmm. what do you shift your focus here because this is not a typical market for ris the blue collar and the low income segment for your simply product talk to us about that i think you can say we reached a self actualization stage very early on because yes you're right we started with the middle class and the upper middle class segment it's financially rewarding to help rich people get richer 
but from a, from a point of view of trying to do greater good it it doesn't do that much uh, when we started this company we said you know let's let's make a change in the ecosystem that we are part of and uh, like i said while it is financially rewarding our clients deeply love us the fact that you know over the last one year despite the market mayhem right now we don't have a single client who's lost money with us because we pulled wow. them out from equities yeah we pulled them out from equities almost a year back and we we in fact invested some amount when nifty touched 8000 we are now waiting to see you know when we can deploy more so mm-hmm. we've done the right things for you know these high profile clients uh, they are very happy but uh, there the two challenges there one it is it has a limitation on scale because it is extremely high touch business it requires a personal connect which is very difficult to deliver through technology and uh, the second is yes i mean when we started this we said we want to change the way india thinks about money and uh, what we ended up doing is only targeting 2% of the market so it was i think about time that we wanted to focus on the remaining 98% mm. and uh, for us uh, with the advent of covid essentially what happened is you know uh, uh, the whole savings proposition kind of took a front seat once again if you see uh, you know rbi data uh, india india as a country used to save about 30% of our income yep. back you know yep. a decade back and it has been steadily declining and last year it came down to about you know 12 to 15% i'm sure when we see the data this year it would have probably come down to single digits and you know with so many job cuts with so many you know uh, salary cuts with deferrals on payments a lot of people are eating into their savings so it's about time i think someone took a step or, or took a stance saying that okay let's help out people to replenish these savings you know uh, there's nobody talking to let's say a gardener or a maid mm. or a driver mm. or you know yeah. a blue collar workforce who's working odd jobs or you know construction worker there's nobody who's offering them advice mainly because there's no value there it's only volume uh yeah. and that's actually our advantage because then we can take technology to a whole new level to engage with all these kind of audience so that's the reason why we wanted to get into this segment it's more for the you know upliftment of the society energy to bring about a positive change in the country sure. i like that i like the sound of that because i till now at least i haven't spoken to any financial planner or an ria or even a basic advisor or distributor who looks at the segment and i strongly believe that you know their uh the problems that they have with their financial planning are pretty severe something that probably us you know the the the, the more educated white collar guys would not understand so okay now you know i want to get so you would have had a lot of conversations with this target audience of yours the blue collar and the low income guys focus through what you've been hearing from them you know what uh, what are the specific problems that probably you know stops them from saving or investing into their goals I don't know you know I'm absolutely blank about this I would assume that maybe it's lack of knowledge maybe lack of products lack of access I don't know so walk our listeners through the conversations that you've been having with this uh, with this very unique set of people which is a very large volume you know I would assume that uh, I don't even know how many of them have a bank account let's start from there true um uh... Okay so I'll talk about some of the surveys that we've done I will also keep referring to this report that came out just a few days back it was in July it was done by uh, this company called Paynia by it's the India Savings mm-hmm. Behavior Report um and this report actually validated some of the surveys that we have also done because they've of course done the survey at a much grander scale than what we have done 
uh, we've done it in pockets like you know a specific driver community uh we've spoken to you know merchants who are you know your local kirana stores we've spoken to construction workers we've spoken to uh you know tailors uh you know garment yeah. workers so these are the kind of people but these are in small pockets so when we saw their report it kind of validated what our understanding is so let me summarize and give you some of those deep insights we got from this sector first and foremost was an alarming thing which is 70% of the people we surveyed uh, do not have a formal savings mechanism so what i mean wow. by a formal savings mechanism is you and i understand the word sip you know mm. uh, and and that's one thing that the mutual fund sahi hai campaign did it opened up everyone to the concept of doing a systematic investment every month in that segment 70% people have not heard or they don't have a a, a saving mechanism built into their earnings and wow. when we actually dug a bit deeper we found why that is so is because roughly about you know you can say on an average about 65% of them who gave this response said they don't even have regular cash flows so what we do is we take for granted that okay for me to set up a 5000 or a 10000 or even a 1000 sip is easy because i have some visibility on how much money i will earn at the end of the month but in that segment 65% of them don't even have a uh, visibility on or you know they have absolutely no regularity on their cash flows so mm. for them to structure a formal savings becomes very difficult and that's something which kind of fed into our product thesis on how we should design a, a solution uh, i'll of course come to the solution later but that yeah, was yeah. a very strong insight that was there the second insight that we got is almost half the people and this is something that even this uh, india savings Re- uh, behavior report said that about 47% of the respondents said that they need flexibility while saving they want to be yeah. able to increase dynamically they want to be able to you know reduce dynamically they can change the uh, the tenure they can redeem whenever they want they can top up whenever they want so they don't want typical insurance type of product which takes a certain amount of money every month or every quarter they want complete control in terms of it should be a on demand you know whenever they mm-hmm. want they can start it they stop it redeem it top up all of that should be available at their fingertips and that's something which india sadly does not have right now which is a flexible savings program which is which stays in line with your you know earning so the more you earn the more you save and in case if your earning dips you can start dipping into your savings as well no penalties no clawbacks none of that so that's something which came as a second you know second, i would yeah. say very yeah very strong response that we got from this segment mm. uh, and the third which is of course given the current environment almost 55% of these people came back and said that they want to be able to save more to manage a covid like situation because suddenly they've realized that at a time like this no government no company no friend family or neighbor can um, can come and help them in case of an emergency uh, everyone needs to have an emergency fund predominantly we've been talking about high net worth people having an emergency fund well emergency is something that does not discriminate between caste creed or color everyone yeah. faces it so everyone needs to have their own emergency funds in place otherwise you know who can you bank on at times like this so about more than half about 55% of the respondents came back saying we need to be better prepared for our emergencies and uh, last bit uh, when you spoke about goals uh, we think yeah. only the middle class or the upper middle class people have goals uh, a goal is a very broad thing even they have goals just buying a bag of fertilizer next year is a goal for a farmer right buying mm-hmm. a tractor is a goal for a farmer uh buying a vehicle or settling off the loan is a goal for an uber driver for instance so about 65% of these people they came back and said they want to accumulate their surpluses so that they can meet their short term and medium term uh you know objectives so that's so they are also very very goal driven 
uh, and that's something which again came as a very significant you know uh, validation uh, response for us yeah i this is really very you know it's very interesting the kind of insights that you have out here and what you've said the three findings that you have is there anything else you know specifically what you would have said about either you know their knowledge uh their ability to plan the goals that they have because when i see your website you, you you've had like four pillars of financial success you know get freedom loans and i'm sure loans is a very big part of their lives uh, an uber driver for example might be paying off a loan for his car there's expenses there's knowledge and then there's return so these are the four pillars that are there on on your website so mm-hmm. what's your opinion about this target audience of yours the knowledge that they have and i'm asking you this because you speak to a broad variety of people from doctors to salaried employees to an uber driver so what's your take on how these guys you know who are actually a very important part of our lives also they approach their financing uh a very interesting um, question yeah i just talking uh, behavior out here yeah, here because yeah, yeah. they are quite knowledgeable mm-hmm. it's just that their knowledge is aligned to different uh you know type of investment avenues for instance uh you and i will have a very limited experience of what a chit fund is mm. right but you go and ask a driver or a maid or a gardener and they would have been investing into chit funds for at least a decade wow this is seriously right. interesting right because the people like us would probably look down on a chit fund whereas from yeah. whatever i know a chit fund actually works works really oh, well it's a remarkable product it's the only yeah. product in the world where yeah. you can simultaneously invest and borrow yeah. there is no other such product like wow. let's say you're doing a mutual fund sip and you suddenly need access to that money you can only pull out yeah. what you invested right in a chit yeah, fund yeah. you can you can pull out even your future uh, investments which you've not yet done of course you have to pay a small interest for it that's that's part and parcel of the whole program but the yeah. point is you can simultaneously invest and borrow i mean how neat is that and i'm yeah. surprised that you know uh, chit is not a concept that has gone global uh, it, it is not there yeah. in other countries i mean that's part of what we are also exploring in the in the distant future but i'm just saying so it's a brilliant product <clears> and Uh, for us it would take us multiple sessions to understand how this works but in that market they already understand it and that's why they are comfortable investing and and a lot of them are informal so uh, you know there are there are private chit groups between drivers there are private chit groups between kirana shop owners uh, where they just maintain a register it's not even a formalized uh you know company it's not registered it's just among friends and you know associates but they are comfortable investing there for these two reasons one is the awareness and two is because they've been doing it for quite some time because they've been unfortunately while the country has evolved and we have grown we've mm. somehow left them behind in that so we've not had an inclusive growth amazing and, and we yes. left that left them behind so they had to fend for themselves right i mean why would they get left behind on their own so they've yeah. come up with all their own you know mechanisms of coping up among themselves and i think they've done a, a fair bit of job but i think now we need to kind of take it take it forward from there and you know give them more you know security i think that's the least that we could do for them yeah i this itself is such a fascinating topic i could go on and on and on but i'll just end this you know the the first of on this one question since you brought it up see the chit fund the beauty of the chit fund is it runs purely on trust and as we know finance globally runs on trust but this is a very different level of trust because there's no collateral a chit fund is just something that you do within a group of people within a community of people 
based on inherent trust and nobody will con the other of course we've had a lot of you know chit funds also collapsing but <laughs> nothing on the scale of some of the bank uh issues that we've had so i find it really interesting that you know that this segment of india has got its finances based on trust and actually some of it actually works for them and on the other side like you just ended your answer with you've got the organized financial industry there are mutual funds fixed deposits and all these you know these concepts that to us might seem very very normal but mm-hmm. it actually puts a wall of of you know that blocks out a lot of people in your view since you talk to both sides the manufacturers which is mutual funds and the bfsi industry and the clients do you think that the organized industry even knows how this segment operates is even interested in doing something for them so uh, from a interest standpoint i would definitely answer no because okay. we've had so when we launched siply the first thing we wanted to do was to offer everyone the ability to have a 100 rupee recurring deposit right and that's the lowest possible amount that we could uh, mm. get these people interested with we said because see 100 a month is not something that's big for anyone even even a, a blue collar worker who gets let's say 6000 7000 they, they are they are you know contrary to popular belief they are very very open to trying out new things right mm-hmm. provided you give it to them in doses that they like so we can't go to them with a mutual fund sip saying sir put please put 1000 rupees 1000 is 1/6 of their entire earnings so they're not going to do that but yeah. if you tell them that okay there's an opportunity to invest 100 and you know gradually build up your experience and awareness and knowledge definitely they are open to it but then i should have an opportunity of a product which can start with 100 yeah. now when yeah. i'm trying to incentivize savings one way to incentivize savings is by making it flexible for them to come into Uh, so i can't even begin to tell you the number of banks we went to door to door asking them can you give our user base so we are, we told them we are trying to do something for the needy can you help us build a recurring deposit with a 100 rupee ticket size despite mm-hmm. the financial inclusion agenda that the government has we had multiple banks you know ramming the doors on our face saying 100 rupee rd is just too small for us we don't want to get into that segment at all everything wow. will be done technology right built on technology the kyc yeah. the account opening yeah. the setting up of the rd everything we you know we had the entire back end solution ready they would just have to enable us to plug it into their system even despite that they refused saying you know we don't want to look at that segment so um and i have a lot of data on this of course i cannot take any of the names but oh, i can definitely tell you that uh, from a broader perspective no the market is not ready to accept you know these people as a common customers which is why if you see how many vernacular campaigns have you seen from a bank right how many vernacular campaigns on a deposit have you seen from many of the banks so that just begins to tell you it's not about the fact that these people don't understand english so everyone is using a smartphone the basic android itself is on english so yeah. we have what 600 million smartphones in the country now or about 500 million whatever that number is everyone yeah. is using smartphone so basic awareness of english is already there um but the fact is uh, even you know for us when we think the uh, you know quite often it happens that we start thinking in our you know whatever is our mother tongue because we are we, we, you know we you know we are comfortable with that so if anything is explained to them in an in a language that they can understand and in terms that they can understand i don't think from a from a knowledge perspective or i don't think from a intelligence perspective they lack uh, much of it and they cannot grasp it they are extremely uh, open to new suggestions new ideas they're ready to try out everything because see they have the hunger right yeah. they have been deprived for so long that they have the hunger to to make a to bring about a change in their life they don't want so for instance a driver does not want his child also to grow up as a driver 
so they have that hunger to make a difference in their family why would he not look at you know trying out something you know with us the only thing the two requests that he has is give it to me in terms that i can understand and try to use the language that i understand as my native language if you can do that i'm ready to you know start working with you and that's where i think the bulk of this country has missed it out we are always designing solutions for uh, you know the middle class or the upper middle class or maybe the slightly lower middle class but bulk of the population it's not an inclusive you know i remember one one uh, article that nandan had written that india is not innovating for the next 400 million indians we are all innovating for the top 100 million indians so yes we there's a lot yeah, we can yeah. do there um it's just about you know bringing them on board uh, and i'm amazed by the resilience because i feel that these are the guys who have gone through shocks that i think the best of us would not be able to handle if we didn't have a regular salary or a formal you know uh, system that supports us so for example in 2016 during demonetization this was a segment that actually went through a lot and by god you know i didn't hear or well, actually i didn't see any of them complaining they just went through it stood in those lines didn't say anything and they just reorganized their entire lives and i there are a lot of stories out there you know i think we should <laughs> maybe i can do a separate episode just on financial inclusion for the segment that is being left behind that point that you made on recurring deposit seems even more surprising to me because this is a deposit it's not even a loan i would think that maybe the yeah, bank- i mean the bank would get cash right? yeah the bank would get cash but it's just not cash, yeah. yeah yeah i mean you know you're you just don't want to open the door to that uh, because it's maybe not cost effective or what because and now i think the apis are also open so it's not like they have to incur any cost you are doing all the hard work for them you probably act as some kind of business correspondent and get their money into you know in into their accounts and yet no amazing man just amazing so anyway yeah so folks that is a wrap on the first part of this episode my guest is also chakravarty founder and ceo at capital quotient we spoke about the problem we spoke about uh, what exactly are the issues out here the next part of this episode we're going to talk about the solution but also has a very interesting product at capital question it's called simply you know talk about all of that it's a very interesting conversation guys you really want to know more about this don't go anywhere we'll be right back Hello, everybody. Welcome to another amazing week on the IVM Podcast Network. If you're not following us on social media, please do. We're IVM Podcast on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We'd like to thank our sponsors this week, Paytm Money. So it's been a really, really fun week this week. We've had a great episode with Anand Nilakanta Pansaira. Says Anand was one of the writers of Baubali, and uh, yeah, it's done some really, really fun stuff since that. Ashish Vidyarthi also had a really good episode on his show, Begin the Journey. Please do check that out. You do know Yuddha is back, right? Definitely check it out if you haven't. Yuddha is our show about Indian ancient warfare. It's hosted by Anirudh Kanisetti and Aditya Ramnathan. Really, really great show. You should check that out for sure. And oh yeah, I forgot. Rishikesh was on the network as well. He was on Absolutely Right with Aditya Sarana. Do definitely check that out. With that, let's get you back to the show. And welcome back to this episode of Pesa Pesa. My guest today. Sosav Chakravarti, founder and CEO at Capital Quotient. On the first part of this episode, we spoke about the specific uh, needs of the blue-collared and the lower-income segments. In this part, we're going to talk about how Capital Quotient actually solves that. So, Sosav, welcome back. Tell us about the Simply product uh, from Capital Quotient. Tell us its features and how exactly it addresses the very problems that we spoke about in the first half of this epi- of this episode. Sure. So the first thing we went about doing with Simply is basically make it available to everyone 
whether you know they have a bank account or not because within the application we have the functionality to open a bank account for those for the unbanked sector uh, second it enables savings at a very very micro value uh, we've started off with an amount as low as one rupee so anyone wanting to wow. save even a rupee they can start contributing that towards their savings and the third is we've kind of completely altered the frequency of the saving so instead of doing it on a monthly basis or a weekly basis or even a daily basis we've linked it to transactions so i mean picture this your uh, a delivery boy comes and reaches your home to to drop a package and the moment he completes his particular delivery there is a, let's say a 1 rupee or a 2 rupee or a 5 rupee whatever his incentive is supposed to get uh, from that a certain amount gets deducted and saved on his behalf or imagine you're you know taking a ride on a cab the moment your trip ends uh from the amount that you end up paying to the driver a certain amount gets deducted and gets saved typically what we've seen that since these people do not have a you know a regularity of cash flows therefore for them uh they need to be able to save more when the going is good and the when the going gets tough they need to be able to bank on those savings amounts so giving them a structured saving solution where they set aside a certain predefined amount every month really doesn't work and that's why you know like i mentioned earlier 70% of them don't even have a, a you know a, a structured savings program and that's why half of them came back saying that they needed flexibility so what the app does is it enables you to save more when you earn more and when your when your you know earnings drop you can actually you know pause your savings you can redeem whatever you saved up to that point in time uh you can change the amount dynamically practically on a daily basis if you want to and all of those savings you can actually align align it towards a particular goal even if your goal is just 10 days 15 days or let's say end of the month or if you have a longer term goal like let's say which is over 6 months 1 year Five years, ten years. I mean, anything and everything can be supported, but you can save towards that goal. And when you're nearing, you know, when the end is in sight, the app kind of tells you that you're nearing it, and you can then redeem and utilize all your money. So we really made, wanted to make this a tool available to everyone to basically set aside whenever you get more and more money in your hand. So if you're, let's say, a merchant uh, with a more number of people swiping your you know etc machine or you know the more number of transactions you record on your pos end of the day that much more money gets you know saved up for you so it's basically uh, without it hurting you without it pinching you you kind of set aside small amounts on on a on a per transaction basis but it all adds up and the best part is uh, all of these savings can get deployed into a product that you understand So the best part is we're not going to ask you to all invest all this money forcefully let's say into a mutual fund. If you're not mm. comfortable with mutual funds let's say you want recurring deposits fair we will enable recurring deposits for you. If you want to put them into a chit fund that's also available. Let's say for instance you just believe in tangible assets you just want to buy gold with uh, you know with all the money that you've saved up. Believe it or not even for an amount of as low as 10 rupees you can start buying gold every day. So you'll see certain you know tiny fractions of a gram of gold keeping you know accumulating in your account on a daily basis so that's the power of going really micro uh, and that's what sipli does okay so so a couple of things here one is how long has this been going two what is the kind of demographic you've reached so far and three what are the insights that you've gleaned so far from this because it's a fascinating experience i've never had a conversation about this on my podcast uh, probably till date so one like i said how long have you been doing this two what is the demographic that has come to you so far and three any specific insights that you can share with us 
Okay. So uh, from a perspective of how far, uh, how long we've been doing this is just a recent innovation. Uh, we've been uh, firming up the product for the greater part of the last one year. We okay. we did an offline pilot uh, with about 250 you know people from this particular segment, uh, predominantly drivers, uh, garment you know uh, workers, and certain construction people. Um, so we did an early POC. It was not at all technology driven. It was just a uh, an offline product just for us to understand how they work, how they think, the kind of money that they can put in, what kind of, what do they want to see, what sort of languages they want to understand it, and do they want, you know, more reading material or do they want to engage with more videos which are in their native tongue. So all of those learnings we picked up for the last one year. And uh, Simply as a product went live um, just about uh, a month and a half back. And since then, we've been doing uh, an online pilot with a couple of companies. Uh, We have approached a company to bring on board a certain part of their merchants. So they are a it's it's a company which offers uh, solutions for an ecosystem of, you know, the smaller mom and pop kind of stores, the smaller Kirana stores. Uh, So with them, we are doing a pilot. Uh, with merchants who can set aside a certain amount of money at the end of every transaction or at the end of every day. Uh, We have also uh, got an early interest from a very large uh, logistics company. They have a whole set of drivers on their platform and they wanted to enable this option where they said, okay, at the end of every trip, we want them to be able to save some amount of money. So we're doing a pilot there as well. we we went ahead and deployed the solution in uh, a garment manufacturer who said, you know, I pay my uh, the tailors once in a week, so I want them to be able to invest, say, five rupees to ten rupees at the end mm-hmm. of every week. So we're doing a pilot there as well, and now we are on the verge of actually uh, deploying our app on a much larger scale. For, let's say for about 150, 200,000 odd employees in some larger companies. Wow. Yeah. So wow. till now it's been That's fairly small. Man. Yes. So. I so, so now when you mention this, I get that you can actually reach out to large employers of people, you know, at an institution level and get them to do something for their employees. So I get that. So I, you know, I, I understand that when it comes to salaried employees, this thing has a lot of potential because there are a lot of labor intensive companies out there. People who employ hundreds or thousands of, of workers, they would definitely be interested in, you know, in signing up for your product. Talk to us about the informal labor segment. Okay, who are not employed uh, formally by anyone? What about them? You know, do you are, do you have anything in mind for them? Yes. So we, in fact, have started or initiated conversations with certain, uh, you know, uh, wallet uh, companies uh, because even so, one thing that has uh, fundamentally changed in this country is how cash changes hands. So especially after demonetization mm-hmm. and after the rapid. Uh, propagation of all these various you know apps in the i mean every uh, person you pick up their phone you will always find a couple of these wallet companies there um and everyone has become used to the idea of collecting payments digitally so one of the uh, you can say ideas that we are toying with right now is uh, basically to explore if we can enable uh, at a at a wallet side every time let's say for instance let's say i am a, a milk vendor and I, I supply milk to people's homes or I'm a newspaper vendor or let's say I am a dev, you know, I, I have a local Kirana shop and I'm doing delivery to various people's homes and I collect payments, let's say, through a particular wallet that I use. Every time money comes into mm-hmm. my account, I have instructed my wallet to set aside a certain amount into my savings. 
Now that of course needs me to be integrated with that wallet and that's something that we're working on right now. So the informal segment, um, yes, though they, not, they, may, they may not be formally employed anywhere, but they are already using uh, established banking and established financial transaction channels for routing their you know, uh, income. Uh, wherever there is a uh, income being routed, we can plug our solution there so that from the income itself, they, a small amount keeps getting set aside. So it doesn't hurt them on a day-to-day -day basis, but a credible amount of savings yeah. gets built up for them. Last question on this part, uh, you know, simply products specifically, is what's been your experience with stakeholders? Now, in the first part of the show, you spoke about a slightly disappointing experience with banks and getting them to, you know, open up and allow 100 rupees recurring tippers. But I, I want to know, you know, when you reach out to, say, the mutual fund industry, you reach out to the way to the venture capital funds or you reach out to even, you know, the bigger people out there in the BFSS system like banks, like insurance companies or whenever you've had conversations with stakeholders, what's been your experience so far? Or just, you know, some ups and downs or anything that you want to share with us? Sure, absolutely. Um, so the downs typically are that this is a market that nobody has gone after. It's very difficult to get them to trust you. Uh, you know, they already have their established, you know, areas where they save. Why would they, you know, look at your platform? You're going as a unknown entity to them. Um, of course, there are a lot of naysayers and, and that's good because the more people say no, uh, it's it's better for us. It's an opportunity for us to refine our pitch. It's an opportunity for us to refine our thought process even more because, you know, there's nothing called a bad feedback, right? Every feedback is feedback and you just have to learn to take it in your stride and take whatever you can learn, you know, uh, to learn from there. So uh, it's not always been positive, but um, that has actually begun to change. And I think that's the part which COVID has changed because now, after COVID, we've been talking to certain VCs and now quite a lot of them are very interested in what we do. They want to explore, they want to, you know, be in touch and see how the adoption of this platform is taking up, how many people continue to transact month on month, how many people are saving. Uh, if we can build a business model around this entire proposition, if we can also ensure that we get a small, tiny fraction of income, and then that can rapidly scale up because of volume. So I think uh, most of the VCs community uh, is very excited I and mean, the ones that we've spoken to are quite excited or thrilled with this idea they want to now look at indicators that this model is uh, a, um, a sustainable model because and frankly speaking uh, we want to build a sustainable model around this because if we are not able to build a model around this then um, I fear many others might get discouraged from doing something for this segment and, and yeah. that's going to hurt the segment yeah. more than let's say a bunch of founders who decide to do something about it. If it doesn't work, they can always pivot to the next available idea. But the point is mm. we would have all lost an opportunity to do some, you know, meaningful value addition to this, uh, you know, underserved society. So, I think it's very important from that perspective that we need to start, you know, delivering something which is a sustainable business model. We add value to them. We probably even add value to the corporate uh, who takes yeah. this proposition to their employees. And of course, most importantly, it also adds value to us in the process so that we can build a, a sustainable and profitable model around this. Yeah, and I hope to be able to tell your story. You know, do come back to us, uh, what, after three months, six months, whatever. I'd love to have you in Absolutely. the show. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so, so tell us something about the other products that you guys have. I noticed on your website, you've got something called TYL, right. which I believe is transforming. Right. Anything else for us uh, that, you know, in terms of your products? And of course, tell us about your general view about uh, 
doing with the finances right now sure so transform your life was basically more of a uh, endeavor for uh, the segment which is between a high net worth and between these underserved masses uh, transform your life was basically for the retail masses where based on a lot of survey we found that close to 60% people are struggling with a heavy amount of debt they have taken credit cards they've taken loans and about 60-70% of their monthly income just goes towards funding you know all of these loans and you know credit card payments um, and a lot of them wanted advice on how they could come out from that particular debt trap uh, the second thing is because of peer pressure uh, because of family pressure because of all of that people end up spending a lot nowadays see compared to a decade back to now earning levels have definitely improved but uh, so has lifestyle so yeah so people are you know uh, used to a much better quality of furniture at home uh, better quality of food they want to order from the best restaurants which were earlier used to happen once in a week now on a daily basis people are spending 300 400 just on a lunch right so expenses have gone through the roof um, but people are finding it difficult to budget and control their expenses you know live within their means and of course the direct impact of that is the savings are getting affected so uh, which is what many people have suddenly realized once they've hit a roadblock with whatever is happening around uh, you know the world over right now so what transform your life does is basically works with people to help them you know create a plan to come out of their debt uh, helps them to control their expenses and also actually helps them get better returns on their investments we align it more objectively with their goals so that uh, the investment can actually deliver tangible value towards their goal and it's not something that they've just you know done it uh, for the sake of doing it which is what which is how india broadly invests you know you have money you call someone they come and help you invest it's it's very rarely that you have a conversation about why you're making that investment when do you want that money what is the end purpose of that money we don't have we don't engage in those conversations so transform your life is a very exclusive product for you know that particular segment where you know uh, we can help people come out of debt get in touch with their expenses and control them and of course we get better returns from their existing investments understood so 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 finally how can our listeners reach out to you because you know i'm sure that some of us might have uh, might want to do a simply for some of people that they employ so what's the best way to get you know to reach out to cap Uh, to get you on board so uh, you know our contact details are all available on the website or uh, you know anyone uh, if if there are specific corporates which want to do something for their employees because trust me this is when they need you the most and if if you do something for them right now they're going to remember that and they will forever you know have that soft corner for uh, you know the corporate so if you want to deploy the solution uh, it doesn't cost anything to the company or to the people uh, it's just available for everyone to grab um we can be reached out at contact at siply.in siply is spelled as s i p l y so contact at siply.in you can you know drop your you know messages there i'd be happy to uh you know deploy the solution at any corporate get people more financially savvy and by the way there have been enough number of reports on this a financially liberated and a financially secured workforce is much more productive mm. because they have lesser financial stresses occupying you know a uh, better part of their intellect so they can freely contribute uh, to the work they are going to be much more productive they will thank the corporate for you know bringing about a certain change in their life um and we we invite corporates to be an enabler for the financial success of their employees fantastic uh, so folks you know where to reach out to sustav at capital quotient the website let me just put that here the website is capitalquotient.com that c a p i t a l q u o t i e n t 
I mean, all the social media details of Capital Quotient and of Sostov are given on the content of this episode. So if you just take out your app or wherever you listen to this, you'll find all the details out there. And that is a wrap on this episode of Vesa Vesa, my guest, Sostov Chakravarti, founder and CEO at Capital Quotient. Sostov, thank you so much for joining us on this really special episode of Vesa Vesa. Thank you very much, Anuma, for having me here. It, it was a pleasure to be part of your show. Thank you. Listeners, if you like this podcast, don't forget to check out other interesting podcasts on the IBM Network. You can listen to us on the IBM Podcast app or ibmpodcasts.com. You can also follow us on our social media. We are at the rate IBM Podcasts on Twitter and Instagram. You want to reach out to me? I'm your host. I am B50 on Twitter. And thank you so much for listening to Pesa Vesa. No material on the show should be considered as financial advice. The material on the show is for informational purposes only. Please consult a financial advisor before taking any investment decision. Do you wish you were smarter? Well, so do we. But the next best thing, we could make you sound smarter and to help you with this endeavor, we are simplified, Ooh. a podcast uh, that attempts to break down the complex world around you with a little knowledge, a lot of poor jokes and a ton of random trivia. Episodes out every Monday on the IVM podcast app or wherever you get your podcasts. See ya. Namaskar dear bandhu. My name is Ashish Vidyarthi. These are truly challenging times and in these times we need hope. Do take time to listen to my podcast Begin the Journey. Available on IVM Podcasts website app or wherever you listen to podcasts. Remember there is hope because there's one life and we are alive. <laughs>